Hola, friends. Welcome to the Juan Too Many Podcast. Juan Too Many here. I hope that you guys are well. Hope everything is is, uh, is good. Let's be thankful for another day, right? Another day alive. Actually, I hate when people say that. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> Such an asshole thing to say. Oh, we're alive and breathing. Thank you, Lord, for another day. Well, if we're breathing, well, life is good, right? Uh, I could think of some people that are breathing that are probably not doing so good. Um, let's set the bar a little higher than that. So, sorry about that. Uh, I expect to set the bar higher than the fact that we're just alive here on the Juan Too Many podcast. Uh, let's make life good. You know what I'm saying, you mooks? Let's not... Um, no, I'm not taking life for granted. I, I'm thankful that I am alive. Um, there's no question about that. But we should always want more out of life. Um, life could always be better. No matter what you are, who you are, where you are, you should always want more. And uh, I want more out of life. I mean, look at fucking Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos started this week at $199 billion. And he's now at $200 billion. And counting. You know what I mean? Like, you always want better. You, you, even if you, ha- you think you have everything and you think life is grand. No. Always want more. Because the moment you stop wanting more, you're not living. That's, that's how I see it. Um, regardless. I, I could be laying on a beach right now. Getting my dick double sucked by two Jamaican prosties that I met in a hotel bar. All while smoking a blunt. Yeah, life's great at that moment. But it could always be better. How? You could have three prosties on you. You know? So, just because one's on your nuts, one's on your dick, go for the third. Always go for more. Always want more. Never be satisfied. Now, who am I kidding? I don't even have enough for one person, let alone for three or two. I'm just talking so much shit. <laughs> Look, it's, uh, that's what I do, guys. I talk a lot of shit. But um, it is September, right around the corner. We're literally at the end of August. So... Talking about beaches and getting your dick sucked on a beach. That time's almost over here. At least up here, folks. Um, the fucking summer's gone. Where the fuck did it go? Like, seriously. I blinked my eye and summer was here and it was gone. Like, just like that. Last I remember, it was just March. I, I remember March being the longest month in history. It was. It took forever for March to be over. And then, bam! We're at the end of September. Like, it's almost fall. What the fuck is going on here? Time's just moving so fast right now maybe it's just because of all the shit going on in the world the time's moving fast and nothing was going on during covid except for covid so it was like we had this major slowdown in march of covid news and um trump and fauci and andrew cuomo and de blasi and murphy for me and all you know that's all we had all that bullshit and then you throw in tiger king tiger king was kind of cool and you know um that's about it oh by the way they're making a tiger king tv show or some shit that was green lit for usa anyway um back to what i was saying march was the longest fucking month ever of all time and then once march was over and shit started going on and boy this shit start going on it was like 2020 just flew by and now we're about to be in september um just like that it's fucking nuts. I'm just blowing by. Remember Trump made this announcement, unemployment benefits, he's signing an executive order, and we're going to be able to get the $300 and 400 if your state okays it or applies for it or some bullshit. And I was saying to myself, I'm like, yo, where the fuck is my goddamn 
um, unemployment benefit. Like, shit. Shit was almost a month ago. So I started looking into it, and um, I see a list of states, and turns out that this week a bunch of states start getting their unemployment benefits. So I'm going down the list, and I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I'm looking, and I see... Um, New Hampshire just got it this week and New Mexico is getting it and I see New Jersey says not applied so I'm like not applied what the fuck does that even mean so I look into it and uh, it turns out that this cocksucker governor Phil Murphy didn't even apply for the um, unemployment benefit yet I guess you have to apply to for it because it's coming for some from some sort of FEMA budget it's all sorts of bullshit I thought we were ju- I, I thought Trump almost got my vote I thought we were just gonna get the 300 or 400 dollars or whatever and he almost bought my vote like I was gonna vote for him I was like hey you know what this motherfucker got me some money I'm gonna vote for him but no it just wasn't that straight up of course there's all sorts of political red tape and I don't know what the holdup is with Murphy and applying I I don't get it it says that he's agreed to sign on I don't know if he did but then in the article that I read, it also said that we probably won't start getting it rolled out until October. Now, I'm hoping to be working by then. But I also hope that they retro pay. Maybe they're going to, like, lump it all up and give me that money. Because I could use it, man. I'm taking a huge fucking pay cut right now. Um, things are rough. Things are really rough. I mean, I'm not, sh- I'm not struggling by any means in terms of I'm not starving. I have um, a little nest, you know, put aside for emergencies and... It's not like a big bird size nest that, uh, it's more like a Tweety bird size nest, but a nest is a nest and I have something to fall back on, but I'm hoping to be working very soon. Not just, I mean the money, yes, I do need the money, but even if like unemployment kicks in the difference, I still just miss my job. Everybody's like, oh yeah, we're getting the $600 and you don't want to go to work. Who's going to want to go to work for $600 extra dollars? It's not the same. First of all, I wasn't seeing the same amount of money. Um, A lot of people weren't. Like, people do overtime and whatever else. They're losing out. And, you know, you're still paying towards your benefits on your own if you're not working for a lot of companies. It's just, like, a whole lot of shit. So it's not the same. But I I literally miss work. Like, I miss my job. I miss my coworkers, especially my crew. We always bust balls. We talk shit. You know, um, I got along with everybody. We have very good rapport. And I just miss that. I miss leaving the house with a purpose. Um, and in most cases, that purpose was to make money and bust balls. <laughs> but I, I, got job, I got the job done. It, it feels good when you accomplish a job. When you go and you do something, even if it's for another, a company that's not your own, it still feels good. Unless you hate your job. I, didn't, I don't hate my job. I don't hate my company. I don't hate the people I work with. So I'm thankful for that. And I miss it. But um, I do miss that fucking money. I miss that money and that I hope that this cocksucker Murphy um, gets his uh, shit together, applies for this benefit, and does whatever he has to do. Because I need that money. You hear me, you fucking Jersey swamp slob? I need my goddamn money. How New York of me. I, the, the first thing I do is resort to calling him a Jersey uh, slob. Like, uh, I'm using Jersey as a slur. Meanwhile, this is the state that I live in now, uh, which is nuts that I'm talking shit. But, you know, once a New Yorker, always a New Yorker, right? It's funny, they, they say, I don't know at what point you're not a New Yorker anymore. Um, and I don't know at what point you're considered a New Yorker. Like, I don't know how long you, if you leave a state and go to New York, 
how long are, does it take before you're considered a New Yorker? I'm not really too sure. But I do know that I've, I've, I, um, I love these people that when I say to them, hey, where are you from? And they're like, oh, New York. And I'm like, oh, shit, cool. Like, when did you live there? And they're like, yeah, I was, I was born there and I left when I was five. I'm like, you're not from New York. You didn't grow up in New York. Like, you moved to Florida or wherever the fuck that you're living in. And you grew up from five to 30 you're not a New Yorker. Like, those, the first five years of your life don't matter. The first, I would say the first 14 years of your life. All right, I'll give you 12. The first 12 years of your life, if you did not, if you were born in New York and you left, you could only say you're born in New York. You can't call yourself a New Yorker if you're in your 30s and you left New York when you were 12. If you weren't a teenager in New York, you don't really know what New York is. What the fuck did you experience in New York that makes you a New Yorker between one and 12? Nothing. Let's, let's, you could experience that same shit in um, Kentucky. It doesn't matter. I mean, maybe not, okay? But still, you're not really a New Yorker. And the same thing, if you come from another state and you've been living in New York for five years, that doesn't really make you a New Yorker. You're fucking 30 years old. You came at 25. You grew up your whole life in some town in Washington State. Then you went to college in California for four years and then you decided to come to New York to steal someone's job. And uh, that's not making you a New Yorker four or five years in. You gotta be here a long time. That, that's how I see it. But um, talk, I'm talking so much about New York right now because I mean, I'm born and raised in New York. I'm in Jersey now, but I just read this article uh, from the New York Times, this op-ed opinion editorial to be exact uh it was by jerry seinfeld and it's titled so you think new york is dead and this is jerry responding some to some douche who wrote an article saying that new york is dead and uh jerry's responding uh this yuppie douche uh his name is james altucher and in the article he claims that new york is dead because all the new york city elites and billionaires are gone and so there's going to tax money um, the yuppies are leaving because they could work remotely and crime is on the rise. Now, this is all very true. I'm going to agree with him there. But New York is not dead. So I'm with, I'm siding with Seinfeld on this. New York is not dead. And how great is it that Seinfeld is the one writing this article? Like he's Mr. New York. Um, yeah, you know, the Seinfeld show, whatever, he lived in New York. You're a multi-millionaire. You're not really, your New York is not the same as a regular New Yorker. I know, obviously, a regular New Yorker is not going to write it. Jerry Seinfeld has the name, you know, Super Nazi and all the other shit. Seinfeld, da dum 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 uh, Racist-ass Kramer dropping the N-bomb all over comedy clubs. But, uh, so anyway, back to this article with um, Jerry responding. I'm with him. New York is not dead. I may not be with him why it's not dead, because um, I don't think that Jerry is what I would um, consider a New Yorker today. Um, he's probably wrote this article somewhere in the Hamptons and his mansion, and to me, that's not a New Yorker, man. Like, let's, let's stop it. But I do respect where he's coming from by writing this article. Like, I love that he wrote it. I love that he responded um, to Al Tulcher, who is clearly, uh, no pun intended, out of touch. Um, because what makes New York amazing is the New Yorkers. So as long as New Yorkers are alive and breathing in New York City, New York City will always have life. I'm talking about the ones that were born and bred there and didn't run off. Unlike you, you gentrifying, fake-ass New Yorker, I'll touch her, 
Uh, you ran off to Florida, according to this article. And there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of New Yorkers move on to Florida. But we don't talk shit about New York. But leeches who come into the city, suck the life out of it, and uh, do nothing but drink maca tea all over the neighborhood until New York City is quote-unquote dead and useless to them, those are the people that think New York is dead. And they're not real New Yorkers. Um, New York isn't going to miss them. Uh, how fucking full of yourself do you have to be that you think just because you, you're gone and you're not no longer going to be a part of New York, then New York is dead. New York has always gone through shit and New York has always bounced back. And yes, the pandemic is something different, but New York will bounce back. The world is totally different, but New York will bounce back. It's not going to miss these fucks that came from Iowa and California to get a job on Broadway or to become stand-ups or to work on Wall Street and decided to leave because shit got a little hot. They can't afford the rent. I get that. Shit's expensive in New York, you know, and it's expensive because of fucking people like you. So goodbye. Adios. The real New Yorkers are going to stay there. Crime's not going to chase real New Yorkers out. Real New Yorkers know what crime is. I grew up in New York before and after the Rudy Giuliani era. I know what it's like. I know when, what, what it's like to have to fucking to get mugged out of a train station. I know what it's like to try to go to meet a girl that you like in the projects and to get chased down by some guy that likes her and his crew. You know, I know what that's like. New York City, shit's about to get hot. For those of you who aren't ready, start leaving because shit is about to get hot. All of you calling for the defund the police, you're about to see a whole new New York. And uh, it's not going to be for everybody, man. It's not. Um, if you've never been mugged, you're not a real New Yorker. So get the fuck out of here anyway. So it doesn't matter to me. And uh, I say crime's back and so is New York, baby. Because that's when New York was at its realest. That's when New York was at the epicenter. That's when everybody loved New York. That's when everybody was making a TV show about New York. Everything was New York. New York was influencing music nonstop. Entertainment nonstop. New York is the cultural capital of the world. And I get that things have changed now because of the internet. So now you got rappers coming out of Canada like um, Tory Lanez, but his rap, those rappers, Canadian rappers shoot women in the feet. New York rappers shoot men and shoot each other. You know what I'm saying? That's the difference. Real, real, real. New York is real. We got that real shit. Never forget it. New York is what it is. New York will always be real. New York will always be breathing. And maybe now the fucks like our touch are leaving and it's what I like to call thinning out the herd. That's what New York is doing. New York isn't dead. New York is just cleaning itself out. That's all. And it's going to bounce back. And it's going to change like it always does. Maybe it'll go back to how things were for a little while. I mean, pre-gentrified. And then things will get better. And during that time, there might be an opportunity for ex-New Yorkers like me to be able to afford a home in New York again. So maybe we'll start coming back and making New York grow great again. All right? How can we make that uh, a MAGA hat? Nah. New, nah, nah, never mind. <laughs> I gotta talk about some heavy shit right now. I almost didn't want to get into it, and I debated it. Honestly, you know, I'm I'm the funny guy. I try to be the funny guy. I always make light of things, but uh, sometimes in the world, some serious shit goes on that you just can't really make jokes of, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's it's a weird time, 2020, and there's so much shit going on. I just can't walk 
on eggshells around it. It's a touchy subject. People are real sensitive right now, but uh, the Juan Too Many podcast, if I'm going to be a podcaster, if this is going to be a podcast, I can't run and hide from what's one of the biggest, if not the biggest story of 2020 besides COVID. I mean, by the time it's all said and done, this might be even bigger. Um, I'm, I'm talking about racial tensions in America. Uh, right now, things are, at, are just sparking off again. Um, there's been a, another black man shot unarmed by police officers. And uh, when I say that, <sighs> I see these headlines that say um, officer shot unarmed black men. And then I see the full story and it, it does bother me. I, I, I don't know if, if it's racist to like say the whole story of what's going on. I mean, I don't know what's going on in this country with the media and with social media. And it's like, I feel like if you say the whole truth, you can't. You can't say the whole truth anymore because you're considered racist if the whole truth kind of goes against this narrative. But um, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm referring to uh, the Kenosha shooting. Uh, a white officer um, shot a black man in the back. Now, here, it, look, it becomes tricky. Um, I don't like talking about race because... People get so angry about this. There's certain things, race, politics. People get so angry, especially right now. People get so fucking pissed off. But this is a, a legit problem that is happening, and it's really, a, it, it's huge, man. It's huge, and I can't avoid it. Um, even athletes, they they started, they were boycotting games and practices this week, and um, you know, all in the name of the Jacob Blake shooting. Now, um, I I respect athletes standing up for what they believe in and honestly i probably wouldn't even be talking about this if it wasn't for them doing what they did and canceling games and you know um bringing so much attention to it i knew of the story but i really didn't i don't want to say i didn't care enough about it i, I don't want to sound callous but when i looked at the overall picture um the person involved in the shooting He's not the kind of martyr that I, I, I would like for this movement. And again, who the fuck am I to say that this isn't the right person for the movement? And I can't tell black people how they should react or how they should feel. You know, I, I can't. Um, but I'm going to try to tell you anyway. <laughs> nah, let me stop. Uh, someone's going to hear this and they're just going to get all fucking pissed off and they're going to take the, they're going to listen to what they want and words are going to trigger them and they're going to get upset about whatever they want. But I'm just going to say what I have to say, okay? Now, again, um, you know, all these games have been canceled and that's really why I'm talking about this because I'm, I'm being, I'm going to be a little selfish. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I want to watch my games. I want to, you know, I want these guys to play. I don't want to have this like plantation owner mentality because I don't own them. If anything, uh, these guys could buy me over and over again with how much money they make. But I look forward to sports. It's one of the few things I like to watch. I, it's one of the things going on that I enjoy. I was happy when live sports started happening and the NBA created the bubble and it became this whole thing now where they're going to cancel the season all over um, the Jacob Blake shooting. And I mean, it's not just because of him. Obviously, there's a lot of things leading up to this. But um, he is the one sparking, this shooting is sparking um, a lot of anger again. After the George Floyd protest, all this, the riots, it's all coming back. And, you know, Kenosha's burning. It's, it's tough, man. And um, I just, I honestly don't understand why, while I respect these athletes, and 
I admire what they're doing. Look, you know, you're taking a step, whatever. You're not playing, you know, cool. I get that. Um, but why does anyone give a fuck what LeBron James' political stance is, or any other celebrity for that matter? I know today's famous have a huge platform, at, you know, that they could speak their mind anytime they want because of social media. Um, but sometimes I wish they'd shut the fuck up. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, these athletes speaking against Black Lives Matters, I mean, speaking for it and against it, whatever, you know, they're free to say whatever they want. But um, I want them to play. I'm glad that they're going to play, the NBA resolved this and all that. I get they're making a statement. I, I understand that. I, again, I respect it. But why do we care, like, what athletes think? Um, you know, just because someone could dunk a ball or throw a football or whatever, do I care about their political stance? Do I care about what they believe in social justice? I, I personally don't, but I do see who could, um, you know, want to hear from that. People admire them, and especially young people, they're very uh, impressionable. So I, I'm trying to look at this from both sides. My The selfish me wants them to play and is pissed off that this is the guy they're doing it for. Um, Jacob Blake, uh, someone who, um, you know, is a little skeptical with everything. I, I'll try to get into that later. Uh, again, it's tough. But the one thing I do have to say is that I'm, let's not pretend that LeBron James and company are the first ones to make a stand. All right? Like, I'm just going to call it for what it is. Um, my New York Knicks have been boycotting playoff games for decades over police brutality. They just never told anyone. All right? Um, they suck in the name of social justice. That's why the Knicks are horrible. People always wonder, why are the Knicks so bad? Or they always sign this person and they become bad. That is a political statement. That is an agenda that they're doing. The Knicks are doing this to better the world. That's why the Knicks suck. Matter of fact, they probably hate themselves since they're forced to wear those blue uniforms that remind them of the hated police. <laughs> Speaking of uniforms and the NBA, before all this stuff happened, you know, the, the bubble, I, I was very entertained by the fact that they started putting all these um, labels on uniforms and the NBA has been in the forefront of social, you know, social um, activism with the whole Black Lives Matters and they're putting messages on uniforms putting messages on the court in the bubble. I think it's great. I commend it. I have no problem with the league taking a stand and athletes taking a stand. You know, I, I actually think it's a cool thing. But um, when situations like when Mavs superstar uh, Luka Donich gets called a bitch-ass white boy by Montrez Harris from the Clippers who they're playing each other right now in the playoffs and everybody could hear because in the bubble you could hear everything so he got called a bitch ass white boy we all heard it you know it was a big thing in the press eventually Harris apologized but what the NBA like said nothing did nothing and I'm like hey don't you guys have a zero tolerance for like racism and for foul language like for this kind of thing you know um it's a complete double standard because had Luca turned around and called Harris a bitch ass black boy, you know all hell would have came down on his European ass. Like it would have been, it never would have been the end of the story. He's a racist, kick him out the league, whatever, blah blah blah. He probably would have been banned for games, and you know, especially right now, would have been bad timing. If everyone heard it, you kind of have to address it as a league. You can't pretend to be this league who's all about activism and you're forcing racial activism down our throat 
in the games. You have these guys wearing these jerseys. It's on the court. And then you're going to let someone make a racist remark and you're just going to let it slide. It doesn't... You can't have it both ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to address it. I'm not saying that you got to ban Harris for a game or suspend him or fine him but at least make the dude like come in you know have a word with him whatever like say something like hey we we gave him a you know we patted him on his hand like pow pow don't do it again you know don't call him a white boy don't you know whatever bitch whatever angle you want to use but do something you're the you're the leading sports league in this so you have to do something now speaking of white boys um, when he called him <laughs> a pussy ass white boy, it made me think, yo, where the fuck are all the American born white boys who probably would have been offended by that? Like all the white boys now in the league are European or, you know, they're Eastern European. They're not, they're all foreigners. It's fucking crazy. Besides Kevin Love, I tried to think, I know there's a few guys spread out, but it's just, it's like, Hey, where's the American white guy? Like he's fucking completely disappearing out the league like talk about um a minority the i can't think of many man it's it's crazy how the league has changed and it's become the foreign white man's league now i I started this talking about kenosha i can't i can't ignore kenosha so i have to get into it and i'm probably gonna be of the the not popular opinion when i say this First of all, I hate that I have to clarify this, but shooting someone in the back seven times is wrong. An unarmed man shooting him in the back seven times is wrong. I'm not siding with the cop on this. Things need to be looked at. It's fucked up. It's it's bad policing. Was it racist? uh, Racially charged? I don't know. I can't prove that. It's bad policing. And I can't defend it. I can't defend shooting someone in the back seven times. I wish more people would say this. And again, it's not going to be what people want to hear. But if less people resisted arrest and complied with officers' orders, maybe these cops wouldn't be in these bad, you know, situations where they have to make these split-second decisions. Um, Now... He made a very bad decision. I'm talking about the police officer um, who shot Jacob Blake. I don't even know the officer's name right now. But he made a horrible decision. And I can't justify it. But let's just look at the circumstance right here. Jacob Blake resisted arrest. Something I feel you should never do. Now, I know that people are going to argue... Black men have a mistrust of police officers. A lot of times, things go bad. I've seen the videos, man. I've seen the videos where black people, black men, are responding to what the officers are saying, and shit still goes bad. I have, and that's just the ones I've seen on video. So I can't imagine the ones that we haven't. Like if we see all this kind of shit happening on camera, God only knows what the fuck happens when the cameras weren't running before and and whatnot. But. A lot of times these situations do start with the resisting of arrests. And people are going to say, well, you shouldn't tell people to comply. And the officers are, aren't allowed to shoot to kill and all this stuff. And you're right. Officers shouldn't just shoot people. But when someone... I try to put myself in both shoes. When someone is resisting arrests, 
you actually try to taser him and it doesn't work. I, I don't understand. I read this in the story. They tried tasering him. I don't know if they tasered him and it didn't stop him. If the taser just didn't discharge, whatever. But this wouldn't be the first time a, a taser doesn't discharge if that's the case. Because that seems to happen a lot. So they tried to taser him according to the, the police report that I read. It didn't work. He goes to his car and reaches into his car. Now at that point... Cops have to make a decision, like, what the fuck do I do? What is this guy going to do? Is he going to pull out a gun and whatever? And it's easy to say, well, he didn't pull out a gun. You don't shoot. Some people, man, I don't give a fuck how much training you give them. I don't care how many degrees they have. I don't care how many times you make them play out these situations over and over again when they're not real. When your life is on the line and that flight or fight and whatever instinct kicks in nobody really knows how they're going to react especially if it's the first time that they're facing this you know um where you have to shoot someone or you think you have to shoot someone or they may shoot you i don't know what's going through the cop's mind i can't pretend to know what's going through either of their minds but for the sake of argument let's say he thinks he's going for a gun and he lets loose now, seven shots to the body. I'm never going to justify that. Man, again, and I, I know it's not popular, but if people didn't fight with the cops, a lot of this wouldn't happen. Some of it still would, but a lot of it wouldn't. Now, the cops should be held accountable for his actions. There's no doubt about that. You know, he shouldn't have shot, shot seven times. I just don't understand that. And... I can't defend it. It's fucked up. Would he have done that to a white person in the same position? I don't know. We could always say no, he wouldn't have. Yes, he would have. We really don't know. But we know what he did in that situation. And it's fucked up. He shouldn't be a cop. And I don't know what, what you do in a court of law with that. But he definitely shouldn't be a cop on the streets anywhere. Point blank. There's just no doubt about that. That, that needs to stop. Now, should cities be burning? No. I don't think that we should have cities burning. Um, I never agree with that. I feel like you lose people. Um, you're breaking our country apart. And uh, what you're doing is you're really taking away from the message. Like, I feel like Black Lives Matter has been um, hijacked by anarchists. I don't know if they intended on this to be the case, but it just looks like that, man. It just looks like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people either saying doing things in the name of black lives matters they may not be a part of black lives matters but there's a lot of fucked up shit going on man there really is um i've seen the videos of groups um trying to make white people um raise their fists what when they're dining and like a mob of black lives matters or, or at least they call themselves blm i don't know how you get into blm i don't know if you could just say blm and you're in it like black lives matters am i Hashtag Black Lives Matters. Am I in the movement? I don't know. A lot of them are white. And they're not black. I don't know how this works. But whatever. I'm seeing these videos of people straight up going up to people dining and trying to make them lift their fists up in the name of Black Lives Matters. And the ones who didn't, there was this video of a couple I saw where the couple was just being harassed and yelled at. And this woman's all in their face and they're just sitting there and they're not lifting their fists you know, to show support for Black Lives Matter, does, does that make them racist? I mean, does it make them ballsy for not following 
um, a group because this woman had a mob behind her. Yeah, I respect that, man. I'm glad they didn't react because if, so, if the girl would have got up and the other woman would have hit her or whatever, who knows what would have happened, man. It would have been chaos, like a lot of chaos has been doing, you know, happening. I've also seen videos of people trying to tell... There was a video in Seattle where they were telling white people that they need to move and give back their homes because it's a black neighborhood and to give up their homes and all this other shit. And I don't know. It just feels like people are just losing their minds, man. I, I get that this is a tough subject. And again, I really didn't want to even... <clears throat> talk about it but i am here i am i have to talk about it i feel like you can't not talk about it it is what it is people someone's gonna get offended someone might respect what i'm saying i don't know but this is how i feel i'm a brown man i'm not trying to take sides here i'm not white i'm not pro white people i'm not pro black i'm pro america i'm pro life i'm just pro everything man i don't want to sound like a hippie but i want to love everybody as long as we all can love each other and live peacefully but i understand that there's bad people out there i understand that cops have a bad job I understand that there's bad cops out there. I know all of this. I realize all of this. And and it's, it's tough, man. I can't put myself in a cop's shoes. I can't put myself in a black man's shoes, you know, when dealing with bad cops. It's, it's, it's hard. But what I don't want to see is our country being destroyed, people's livelihoods being destroyed in the name of someone who, you know, I don't know, may not even be worth your um, your actions. And even his own mother, uh, Blake, Jacob Blake's own mother, asked for people to stop uh, using violence in his name. Um, she doesn't want for the streets to burn because of her son. Now, that's I respect that. And most moms make sense. Now, my mom would probably be like, hey, that motherfucker shot my son. Burn the city down. She'll become all straight-up joker, like chaos. Chaos in this motherfucker. Antifa. BLM, Brown and M, whatever, bring them all, burn it, burn it down. Yeah, she'd be very emotionally charged. At least I would hope she would be. Hope my mom wouldn't not care. Like, fuck it, man. If I get shot by the cops, burn it down, man. What the fuck am I saying? No, I'm kidding. Don't. Don't do that. Um, again, the cop is wrong. I can't justify seven, seven, uh, seven shots to someone in the back. Yeah, there was a knife in the car that he went to get. Still can't defend it. It's poor policing. We need better. We need better policing. We need. They need to be, uh, figure out a, a better way for cops to react. I don't know what the best way is. I don't know how much you can train someone. Because again, real life is real life. But what I do wish is that someone of power, someone of influence, would speak out and just say, "Hey, this is what happened," and the cop is fucked up, man. But. Jacob Blake fucked up too. Like, he's resisting arrest. He's putting his kids in danger. He has his kids in the car. This is a guy who has uh, a warrant out for his arrest. And from what I understand, his warrant has to ha do something with misconduct with children. I don't know if it's sexual misconduct. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of, out of term on this. But I do know that there was a warrant out for his arrest. So, which is why he's probably resisting arrest. Because if I had a warrant out on me, I would not want to go to jail. Now, um, you know, he's putting his kids in danger instead of just complying and f just doing what he has to do. And I know people hate that word, comply. I get it. No one wants to comply. No one wants to obey. But at the end of the day, they're cops. It's law and order. I don't care if it's a, a white officer, a black officer, a Dominican officer. Whoever it is, if he's a police officer and he's telling me to freeze and follow his direction, I'm going to follow his direction. 
that's just the law. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to fucking get on my knees and suck his dick. But hey, man, if you're telling me follow, you know, freeze, don't move, you know, let me try to keep this as calm as possible because I know some cops are edgy. And I understand why cops, some cops are edgy. You know, cops have a hard job. It wouldn't be the first time someone goes for their gun or something. Shit like that happens. And I understand why a black man doesn't feel comfortable with white cops. Because a lot of bad shit happens. I get both sides. I'm not trying to take sides here. I'm not. I'm just saying that I wish that people would say the whole instance and point it out for what it is. We can't just pretend that it's um, a cop who you know, just shot an innocent man. Like, it's not... not it, that's not the case. I mean, it is, but it's, the way it's, it's said, it's not exactly the case. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think those cops woke up saying, okay, I'm gonna kill me a blockie today, maybe a Mexican. You know, cops have a difficult job. It's, like I said, it's hard for me even to imagine being in their shoes, and I can't be in a black man's shoes in America either. It's hard on both sides. It's crazy that I have to say that. It's crazy that I actually have to say that black men do have it hard when it comes to interacting with the cops uh, I'm, I'm just stating things as I see it as a brown man man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a brown man in the middle just trying to look at the whole picture um, and speaking of the whole picture I will say that this situation with the 17 year old um, Kyle Rittenhouse who, the, the kid who shot um, a couple of people in Kenosha he was running around with an AR-15 there's even a video of him getting water and, and talk, palling around with the cops before he shot some people. Uh, apparently, he, he went to Kenosha to protect um, property and protect the neighborhood or something from rioting. I don't know why a 17-year-old kid is doing that. I don't know why he's allowed to take up arms somewhere. He doesn't even live to protect property that's not his. I'll never value property over life. Never. I don't give a fuck. And when you go out of your way to do that, man, and you have a gun, like, with live ammo, you're putting people in danger. Yes, these people are doing things I don't agree with. I don't agree with burning down cities. I don't agree with burning down people's businesses. I don't agree with hurting people. Don't. But you got to let the cops do it. Got to let the cops, the National Guard. You can't, we can't just have vigilantes taking up arms. You know, you want to protect your home, man, dude, by all means, protect your home. If that was your parents bakery and you want to sit there to make sure nobody's looting croissants and muffins by all means kyle go ahead protect the bakery protect the fucking custard uh filled donuts whatever you got to do that's yours protect it but when you're going out of your way to go play fucking superhero and you're gonna go you know protect people and all this shit like this is the kind of shit that happens now i saw the video footage the video footage that i saw of kyle um, the first video I saw shows what looks like he shoots someone, man, like in the head. And then he gets on the phone and starts saying something like, I just killed somebody. I have no idea who he's calling. I don't know if he called 911, if he called somebody he was with, or he called his mom. I don't know who the fuck he's calling. But he sounds like he's saying, I killed someone. And then the crowd chases him. They start to attack him. He starts running. He's running. Apparently, he's running to where the cops are. He's running down the street, but he falls. Now, the moment he falls, someone, like, drop kicks him and uh, looks like he shoots him. And somebody else hits him with a skateboard, he shoots him. 
I forget the order, but he shot like two people. Somebody came with a gun. This person, he also shot. So I get all those situations. He's under attack. He already has his gun on him, whatever. I get that self-defense. I don't know if it's legal for a 17-year-old to carry an AR-15, which is what I believe he had. I don't know if any of that is legal, I imagine. I, 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 you know, some of these states are very lax with gun law, so I, I don't, again, I don't want to speak out of term. But um, I just got to say, I got to ask, how is it that this 17-year-old white kid holding a weapon is less threatening to officers than an unarmed black man with his back to you? Now, I get these aren't the same cops. It's not the same situation, but still. If Kyle Rittenhouse was uh, black, would he gotten lit up like a Christmas tree once he's running around with an AR-15? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But it doesn't make these cops look good. It's not a good good day for Kenosha PD. Especially when the media, um, social media, Black Lives Matters, all this stuff, they're painting a picture of Jacob Blake as some sweet, innocent guy with his kids that just got shot up by evil, racist cops. So when cops do sh- shit like this and let shit like this happen doesn't look good again I, I know Blake was resisting arrest I know he reached for what, a knife but fucking seven bullets I can't say it enough seven times I, I, it's a split decision a very bad one but there's a lot to blame there I get the, the most of it falls on the officer because he's supposed to be trained to handle these situations and react better I always wonder why cops don't aim for like people's legs or something. I don't know why we have to shoot people in the back. I mean, I get that's the biggest body mass and you're gonna get the most if you aim for their chest and their their torso, but shit, man. Maybe fucking wounding him would've stopped him. You know, maybe you wait till he turns around and you see that he actually has a gun. You still have enough time to light him up if you that's what you wanna do, uh, Rambo. You know, it's, it's fucked, man. It's fucked, and I'm just really tired of seeing the media on both sides try to paint these narratives. It's really disheartening, and, um, you know, our society is just eating this shit up. And the more they eat it up, the closer and closer I feel like we're getting to a full-out, like, race war here in America. I, I truly believe that, man. We're on the verge of some really bad shit blowing, blowing up. It's, it's blowing up already, and it's going to get worse. And what really scares me is that we have two political parties that are using this racial tension to just further pull us apart. Nobody's bringing us together. Nobody's really doing what they're supposed to do. Like, Trump is, oh, I'm the president of law and order. and You know, meanwhile, all this shit is happening under his watch. Biden's like, oh, I could do things better and I have Kamala Harris. Like, I, I don't know that, man. I don't know. Joe, Joe Biden picked a black woman as his running mate. He made it clear he was just going to pick a black woman. So obviously he's catering to the black vote. And the RNC just wrapped up and Donald Trump brought out every black person he could bring that's a conservative not named Candace Owens. He even found himself some ex-Democrats that are, or even some Democrats that are against Biden and are endorsing Trump. You know, it's like, hey, let's, let's try to get that black vote. Dude. So both of these sides are just doing these stunts. You know, to the, it's very gimmicky. And I'm getting to the point, I'm getting so fed up with it that I might just put fucking Kanye's name on my ballot and say fuck you to both of them. This is ridiculous. I've said, I've, I can't stress enough how 
upsetting it is that these are my choices as president. I don't see any of them bringing us together. They're going to pull us more apart. And it scares me. It scares me because we need someone who can bring us together. I don't know who that person is, but we need people to start bringing us together. Maybe uh, they could surprise me. Maybe they could do it, but I just feel like there's this whole agenda of politicizing this racism. That's what they're going to do. And it's just they're going to use it to their advantage and just work this work it to their advantage so they can get votes. Um, and if you don't think that that's the case, just listen to um, CNN's Don Lemon talking to Chris Cuomo. Listen to what he says right here. The rioting has to stop. Chris, as you know and I know, it's showing up in the polling. Mm -hmm. It's showing up in focus groups. It is the only thing, it is the only thing right now that is sticking. And the Democrats tonight stuck with that, right? And they also stuck with the theme that you said, the coronavirus. You got coronavirus and you have Kenosha. So to Don Lemon, Black Lives Matter's protest and the riots, it's a problem now because it's hurting the polls. This motherfucker didn't care months ago when dozens of people died during the George Floyd protest, hundreds of millions of dollars in damages, but now that it's affecting the polls, now he gives a fuck. It just... When I see shit and I hear shit like that, it just fucking... It just blows my mind, man. And this is why I'm giving... I could have given out so many fuck yous this week. This has been a very fuck you filled week. But I'm giving out my fuck you of the week to Don Lemon. You're a real piece of shit right now, man. That's what you... All you care about is the polls. You had an opportunity to speak against this stuff much earlier. You could have helped calm things down. Instead, CNN lights the fires. You guys, the media embraces this stuff and... Cities burned and you pretend that they're not, and now that it's affecting the polls, now you have a conscience. Open your eyes, people. They're playing us. Both sides are fucking playing us. It's sad that this is America today. And a week after the DNC and the RNC, I, I fear that we're no better tomorrow than we are today. We're going to be worse off. This is fucked. It's a bad situation, man. I hope that we can get out of this. I, I We need to, as a country, find a way to unite behind this and fix this and heal. We need to find, you know, I do know the black community needs, they need justice and they need, we need legislation and we need cops to do a better job and we need um, the courts to do a better job, prosecutors. We need everybody to do a better job across the board, man. It is systemic racism is a real thing. I can't sit here and pretend that it's not. It's very real. And I'm not going to ignore that. I got to say what I got to say. I said what I had to say. I know this is fucking probably boring. Nobody gives a shit what the hell I have to say. But at the end of the day, that's how I feel, man. I don't agree with shooting someone seven times in the back. I don't agree with those that scenario. I also don't agree with someone resisting arrest and fighting with cops or anything like that. I, I can't side with that either. But um, we all need to do better. We need to hold people accountable. 
and we need to stop playing sides and stop catering to sides and come to the middle and do what's best for the American people. We need to stop this two America bullshit and make one America. And I wish I could end the podcast on like a lighter note, but to make matters worse, we just lost uh, Chadwick Boseman today. And uh, that's really sad, man. Um, he's 43 years old, you know, the Black Panther actor. Uh, played Jackie Robinson. He plays so many great roles. He's just a really great actor. I actually remember a long time ago, I used to have a website, Weekend Geek News, and on April Fool's, before he was ever named Black Panther, I um, made an article, a fake article from April Fool's, and I named Chadwick Boseman as Black Black Panther. Um, way before, maybe a year even before Marvel announced that they were making a Black Panther movie or they had the actor. Anyway, I, I, just, I remember doing that, and um, I don't know Chadwick Boseman. He seems like he was a nice guy, you know... He was only 43. He was a great actor. That's all I could speak on. And uh, the world's going to miss that. And it sucks. Especially with everything going on with racism and all that. I feel like, what the fuck? Why would you take a black guy? You know, it could have been Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye or something. An Avenger that we really don't care about. If you guys continue the franchise. What the fuck? The fuck, man? If there is a God, what is your problem? Why would you not take out Jeremy Renner? That's the guy. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, anyway, um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Wakanda forever, New York forever, and uh, hate to leave on a sad note like that and a very depressing note. But these are tough times, man, and I can't always have great news. So thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate and love you guys. You know, try to go out there and make the world a better place and. Yes, be thankful for being alive, but do whatever you can to make your life matter. Do whatever you can to make your life count towards something. Do something special, whatever that is. Even if it's not for the world, we're not all going to change the world. Change someone's life in your, you know, around you. I think that makes the world a better place. If we could all just do small little gestures collectively, it'll make the world a better place. Well, until next time, guys. Juan Too Many signing out. Much love. Toodles.